my pancakes. Welcome to the Scallion Pancake Podcast. I'm Jason Ackerman. What a week this week. I had Corey of the Daily Special and many other things that he says. Uh, very busy guy, really cool guy on um, to talk about food. Uh, it was great. Before we get to that, just a reminder, if you haven't li- left us a five-star review, you should do that. Leave us a five-star review on Apple. Also, uh, if you want to donate to the pod so that everything doesn't sound like shit, and I will be going back to Huda soon, which will be nice because uh, it won't it will sound better, but all your funding helps with that. So it's a it's a blessing, and I thank all of you. Okay, that's enough of me talking and sounding stupid. Let's get to Corey, who's a man. Enjoy. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Scallion Pancake Podcast. I'm Jason Ackerman. And I am Corey, a.k.a. Daily Special COT, a.k.a. Black Guys Cook, a.k.a. Eat Black Charlotte, a.k.a. I love leftovers, a.k.a. (laughs) I eat everywhere in Charlotte. So I appreciate you guys for, uh, or you for having me. I know Yvonne's taking a little break, but. I do listen to this podcast a lot, so I'm excited to well, be on. Thank you. That was honestly the best intro anyone's ever given, and I <laughs> want to steal it for myself. Um, <laughs> that's uh, that's awesome. So we got Corey from the Daily Special. Um, yes. You were just saying you're from Georgia, which I didn't know. So did you grow up in Georgia? Yeah, yeah. So I actually grew up in a small country town um, named Elberton, Georgia. Uh Kind of near Athens. Usually I just tell people near Athens and they <laughs> will know where that is because nobody's ever heard of Elberton. But uh, Elberton's actually the granite capital of the world. So a lot of the granite that you see um, for like tombstones, countertops, all of that good stuff is is from Elberton. That's pretty much the only thing that's there is a bunch of granite <laughs> quarries. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's cool to know. So if you're looking for a nice granite countertop for your uh, for your island when you cook go to right right yeah (laughs) so how'd you get to charlotte so um i once i uh, went to college i moved to augusta georgia to um go college there a lot of people know augusta for the masters um and there yeah i I ended up uh, after graduating college i ended up staying there for a while uh so i ended up being in augusta for about 10 years and then i'm like i want to be in a bigger city so it was either Atlanta or Charlotte. So I started applying for jobs and I ended up in Charlotte first, which I was kind of hoping for Charlotte anyway, because Atlanta traffic is uh, insane. Um, so, yeah, that that's kind of the short of, of how I ended up here in Charlotte. So how so what year did you end up moving to Charlotte? That was 2017. So I've been here a little over three years. And a lot of people think that I'm from here or have been here for a long time just I guess based on me running a food blog but no not at all so how did you get into how did you decide you wanted to get in the food blogging business yeah so uh I did not intentionally uh want or plan to become a food blogger at all I'm in tech uh so my day job I uh do software quality assurance for a website called signupgenius.com. 
And um, that was was my goal. I wasn't planning on starting a food blog or anything, but I did want to kind of do my own, own thing. And when I moved to Charlotte, I went to, I remember going to Fideli Kitchen and they had these special, they had wine specials. And the wine specials were on Thursday. And I think I was there on like a Friday. And this spot used to be in uh, South End where Sabori is now, I think. Um, but yeah, it was half off of wine. I'm like, if I had known that, I could have just came yesterday and saved half the money. <laughs> so I'm like, is there nowhere that people can go and find the specials in Charlotte? And me, you know, working for a website, I was like, okay, I'm just going to build this website called Daily Special COT. And it's going to be a centralized location of specials in Charlotte so that anybody can, you can pick the day of the week, you can pick where you're at or where you plan on going. Uh, so if you're uptown, south end or, or wherever, and you can pick what type of specials you want, and it'll filter out the list so you can find exactly what specials are, are around you. So ended up building that out um, and that uh, site actually worked really well. It's still up now and people still use it, even though I haven't updated it uh, lately just due to uh, COVID and stuff and people not being out as much. But um, from that uh, website, I created the Instagram to go with it. That's why it's called Daily Special COT, because originally the Instagram was just supposed to be for posting specials. Um, and then as I was posting, I started posting a couple of specials, didn't really get much traction. Then I just started posting, you know, a couple of times where I was just eating and those posts got a lot more engagement. So I kind of continued, uh, down that path. And just as I was going to restaurants and stuff, posting where I was eating and people love that because, I was going to places that weren't necessarily uh, the popular places that you see. So people were actually using my page to discover new places. And, you know, as I kept doing it, I kind of saw that as well, that it seemed like the same places just kept getting posted over and over and over um, because there was honestly a lack of diversity kind of in the food block scene here. So then I took it upon myself to, you know, kind of target and seek out these kind of hidden gems, mom and pop restaurants, places that people wouldn't necessarily, you know, see on the big uh, media outlets. And from there, that's how I kind of got started in my page. That's awesome. And you and you take legitimate food photos. You're not like me and Ivana who just have an iPhone. You have like the legit camera like you 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 what i'm trying to say is you actually like it's a legit skill that you have developed and you take it very seriously and i think right. it reflects in your photography what you do you take really good pictures right yeah that um also did come about um just from me doing the food blog because the pictures were were good then i was like ooh. I want better pictures. So then I started actually learning, you know, photography. I I didn't take any official photography classes or anything. I learned from YouTube University. I like to call it. <laughs> so yeah, I spent hours and hours on YouTube learning first uh, mobile phone photography because I didn't have a camera at first. And honestly, I mean, to get good photos, you don't really need a camera. Um, when I upgraded to the camera, it was when restaurants 
started, you know, asking me, hey, can you come shoot photos for our menu or for our website or, you know, that type of thing. So then I was like, oh, okay, maybe I should get more official with this. <laughs> um, and then that was a whole other skill set to learn. So it just kind of kind of grew from there. Yeah, that's cool. I think it's really cool that you've just kind of, you know, you taught yourself all this stuff, but you also spent a lot of time and like really think about what you're going to post and how you want to discover these off the beaten path places. So, right. So give us some, give us a few of your favorite places that you've been to that are kind of under the radar. Ooh. Um, so I don't even know if this is a under the radar, under the radar spot, but the spot I just posted um, today that we're recording this podcast is the uh, the Halal Cart Uptown. Oh, I love that. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is the late night spot. They'll, they're always there no matter what's going on. It could be chaos outside. And <laughs> they'll be there, same corner, slinging plates, just like nothing is happening, feeding the people. And I know that place has saved many lives late night. Well, you need after you're uh, done partying and you need something to eat, they always come through and get you right. And um, yeah. I would say an, another one of my favorites, uh, Derrida Dairy Bar up in North Charlotte. Um, they recently reopened or maybe rebranded. And I went uh, a couple of months back and they have one of the best uh, burgers and they have crab fries and milkshakes. And it's just a window, so there's no seating or anything out there. You pull up side of a building, you order at the window, they hand you your food, and you're out. So I love that spot. And um, I'll give you one more, uh, Nadine's Nadine's, uh, Funnel Cakes. And this spot, she is literally on the side of an auto zone. She, She alternates between Saturdays and Sundays. Um, so I'm not sure what she's doing right now. We use this one day a week on the side of this auto zone uh, in North Charlotte, and she serves up the best funnel cakes. Now, these funnel cakes are extreme. Like the one that I had was two funnel cakes topped with a slice of cheesecake and strawberry sauce all <laughs> over it topped with uh, powdered sugar. So, yeah, they're extreme. She has she does all type of of cheesecakes like that. And uh, yeah, she's literally just on the side of AutoZone serving up these cheesecakes or uh, funnel cakes. That's awesome. So how do you discover these places? How do you discover this funnel cake lady? So now a lot of my followers will send me these places as they go to them. And as they discover them, they'll they'll send them to me. Originally, it was just word of mouth um, by people. I'm in a lot of food groups here in Charlotte. And people would just come across uh, these random places and say, hey, have you have you guys ever heard of such and such? And then I would go and um, kind of check them out and take pictures. And that's pretty much how I discover most of them. But now a lot of people that follow my page will send me because they know I like these hidden gems. So they'll send me these random spots that they find. And then sometimes uh, Yelp. Yelp also does help, and uh, I think Yelp Yelp does get a bad a bad rap, but a lot of people aren't using Yelp correctly. So, yeah, you got to kind of use Yelp to to point you in the right direction, 
Like, right. don't take everything that anyone ever writes on Yelp to be true, but like, you can kind of get a gist of like what people like there and what to order and if it's worth checking out. Yeah, I mostly use Yelp for the pictures. Um, because, you know, for me... Pictures don't I'm, lie. Right, right. <laughs> you can you can definitely look at something. Because, I mean, you eat with your eyes first. And that's kind of how I ended up getting into uh, food photography also, is just making things look good. So on Yelp, uh, I, I definitely go to first thing to the pictures to see how the pictures look for the restaurant. Presentation is always important. So how so how'd you get into food? Like I know you told me your story, but like have you always been interested in food and eating or Yeah, so it actually started way back cuz like I said earlier in and I'm from Elberton, which is, there's nothing there, not even restaurants really because it's such a small kind of country town. So how many people went to your high school? Uh couple hundred maybe maybe three four hundred we only had one high school in the whole school right yeah so your class was a hundred yeah yeah there were maybe like a hundred of us uh graduating and there's only one high school in the uh in the county so yeah small town <laughs> we have a um going out for us is uh to the walmart and it's a regular walmart not even <laughs> a super center <laughs> So yeah, is that like, type that's of town? Growing up in Fort Mill, you would hang out at the Food Lion parking lot. This was back in the day before there was stuff here. Yeah, you'd hang out at the Food Lion parking lot. Um, that was about it. We had a McDonald's, so those are the yeah. two places. We do have a McDonald's. It was a whole big event when we finally got a Zaxby's there. So oh, right, cool. no Chick Fil A yet, but we're we're moving on up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so there was there was no real like uh restaurants there because there people didn't really eat out much it was all about cooking and you know even for my family uh my grandmother's cooked every sunday and the entire family extended family would come over and everybody would just hang out um kind of an after church thing um so that was my first kind of introduction to food and how it brings people together um but that was my only experience with food. It was just soul food. That's what we ate, you know, pretty much every day. So fast forward to when I moved to Augusta, there were more restaurant, actual restaurants there, not just, you know, fast food. So that's when I'm, I was like, oh, these places are actually uh, decent. And it kind of opened my mind up a bit to trying new things aside from just uh, soul food. So after that, um, that's when I got into Yelp and using Yelp to find places. And then um, after I was using Yelp for a while during reviews, one of the Yelp, I guess, community managers there in Augusta reached out and was like, hey, we see you've been doing a lot of Yelp reviews and stuff. Keep on doing that and you'll become Yelp elite. And that was my first, kind of my first taste into getting into like the actual food scene of a place. And this was, like I say, back in Augusta. And I was just trying their restaurants, which they didn't have many, but they had more than what I was used to. So I'm like, oh, this is great. So I kept doing those reviews, became Yelp Elite, as they call it. And basically Yelp Elite was just us getting to try out restaurants, kind of like what we do um, here in the food community. 
uh, try restaurants, uh, you know, get samples and then uh, do reviews, just checking out restaurants and stuff. So that was how I got started in the food scene. And then, you know, that when I moved here to Charlotte, there was a ton more restaurants here. So I was like, oh, I want to try these. So as I was doing that, that's when I started, you know, seeing the specials and started the daily special site and then started posting where I was just eating around Charlotte um, on the Instagram. So give us a few things that your grandma made that were like super good that you remember. Ooh. um, So, of course, it was mostly soul food. So we had fried chicken. um, Probably fried chicken was was a classic. We had they made the best Brunswick stew. Mm. Which I still that's one recipe that I still don't have. Um and what else? Of course, mac and cheese, all of the sides, mashed potatoes. And it was always funny because you know, they don't measure anything. So that's kind of how I grew up. And you know, as they were getting older, I'm like, we need to document these recipes and stuff. So I'm asking them and asking my mom and and people in the family and nobody knows like measurements because nobody's ever documented. People just do it. So because they I mean, I guess when you cook every single day, you don't really need to, you know, measure things. You just know. Um, so I took one uh, Christmas break, basically documenting all of these recipes and saving them on a Google Drive. So now that <laughs> now we actually have written down recipes and I had to sit there and watch them make stuff and kind of document how they were doing that so that we have it down in some written form. So now I make a lot of the recipes. They're still not quite as good as when, <laughs> you know, they, they made it, but I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Oh, that Brunswick still, I'm hungry right yeah. now. Right. About that. All right. So as, so last summer, you know, when the whole George, Floyd thing happened and there was a lot of people wanting to support black restaurants and for us right. me, me and Yvonne we weren't quite sure like what we should do or how we should you know react to this to support um, places so as a white person asking you what's the best way for us to help out black restaurants so you basically just have to make sure you're adding them into the rotation. Um, and the reason I say that is because a lot of the Black-owned restaurants aren't in predominantly white neighborhoods. So Charlotte's basically a cone, as most people know. Um, you know, starting with Uptown, it kind of cones downward through South Park, Myers Park, Valentine, all of that stuff. And if you look at the ratio of Black restaurants in that area, they're really aren't none. So you have to, if you want to support the black owned restaurants, you kind of have to be more intentional to do that and um, actually planning, you know, okay, I'm going to get out of my comfort zone and going to North Charlotte or the West side or somewhere in East Charlotte and kind of seeking them out just because they're not as readily available in the, the neighborhoods that are predominantly white. Um, So I think that's the biggest thing is is easy to overlook them. And, you know, a lot of what we saw and I can talk about um, 
Eat Black Charlotte, uh, the new account that we started, uh, because what we were seeing was a lot of people were kind of using us in our restaurants for content purposes, um, just because, you know, it wasn't popular to post anything else around that time. So um, there wasn't much actual support to going to the the restaurants. So we wanted yeah, to... Yeah, exactly, because we wanted, like, we don't want to just post something that we've never right. been to. Like, we want to actually spend our money and go, like to these places and try them out and go back to them. And I, I don't think we've done a good job of that. Right. Myself. Yeah. It's definitely something that you have to be intentional with just based on the placement of the restaurants. Um, Cause I, I live in South Charlotte as well and there's none around me. So um, I actually have to go and travel a bit and, you know, these places are, are usually always worth it. Like, they they typically don't have the press, um, but the vibe that you get is is usually it's a whole different vibe um, with the black owned restaurants for sure. So um, give us a few give us a few of your favorites. Yeah, so I mean, as many people know, uh, Leah and Louise, of course, a very very popular chef. Greg always kills it. Yeah, um, if you haven't been there, I mean, that's right, sad. right, right. You're just sad. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I'll I'll give you a couple of the popular ones first, and then we'll get into some of the uh, lesser known ones. Um, Lulu's is another one that kind of blew up last year. Yep. They have the best uh, crab cakes. Um, and if you haven't had the crab fries there, get the crab fries. They're very good. Get extra sauce because uh, uh, Jay makes this special sauce. I don't know what's in it, but stuff is like crack. Just put it on <laughs> everything. And uh, yeah, so. Uh, where else? Uh, what the fries, of course. Uh, they yeah. blew up last year. Uh, that's one of my favorite spots. Um, and then a few of the places that I named earlier, like Nadine's, that's black on. There's a food truck. Uh, one of my favorite food trucks is Wrap and Roll. And that food truck is amazing. I don't know. I'll have to check. They they don't have a permanent location, so they're just all over. So you just have to check their um, weekly weekly schedule. But that's definitely worth a visit. Um, Q's Culinary Cart is very good for uh, for hot dogs. I love uh, Q's. So yeah, there's there's actually a ton. There's probably over a hundred. If you go to my website. Uh, dailyspressocot.com there is a black on restaurants list there so that's kind of what a lot of people use to track and i have the list so that it randomizes so you don't just see the top of the list so you can literally go to the list and just pick a spot some of them are food trucks some of them are just pop-ups some of them are uh restaurants but yeah that list has a lot yeah and i would just say you know just try and do one a month. Right. Because you're used to like, and we're the same way. Like we get into our little bubble and we go to the same places all the time. And just once a month, go on a date night if you have a date. If not, go by yourself <laughs> to, right. and, and just pick one of these places. Because not it, not that it's like diversity of food is very important for a food city. And we just can't like, we need not just black owned businesses, but different ethnicities. Like that's what makes a really good culinary scene. 
So we need to support all these places. So I'm going to, I'm going to do a better job. And I was actually, before COVID, my, my goal was like, I'm not going to eat any chain restaurants. Like I'm just going to eat local restaurants. COVID kind of messed that up a little bit, but once COVID's over, which hopefully we see the end of the the tunnel, like the end of the tunnel, um, that's my goal. I want to just eat local restaurants like all the time and support them because that's what we need to make Charlotte better. Especially right. the black restaurant. I mean, some of, I mean, Chef Collier, one of the, I mean, he just got number two restaurants in the country, best new restaurants. Like, he's one of the most talented chefs we have, and I'm sure there's a million other ones that I don't know that are super talented too. Yeah, that's for sure. It's it, the way Charlotte is set up, it is you do have to travel a bit. Um, if you don't live, yeah, it's in- segregated, like you said. Like right. it's like we've got south charlotte which is white and then the rest and then like no one leaves like our little spaces and we need to get out and explore right yeah and every every time it's always funny every time uh, i take some someone to these places they're always like whoa the food is so good i can't believe like <laughs> I, i've never even heard of this place and it's just you know that area doesn't get as much coverage, you know, media wise as South End or, you know, even like Plaza and stuff. Um, so when people see restaurants up that way, they they don't pay them as much attention. So it's definitely good to be intentional. And that's why we started Eat Black Charlotte. So tell us about Eat Black Charlotte. So, yeah, um, Eat Black Charlotte is a really good uh, way for us to kind of give back to our community and um, make sure that we're continuing support of these restaurants. Um, Because it did, I mean, last June, you know, with the whole George Floyd thing, it became very popular to support uh, Black-owned businesses then. It was trendy. But, you know, we were more worried about, you know, what happens after, you know, that, that dies down. So, that's why we created uh, Eat Black Charlotte to continue the support and give people a centralized location to find and, um, you know, support these these black owned restaurants that are all over because there are a lot. There's a lot more than I even thought, you know, as I was putting together the list. Um, so, yeah, check out Eat Black Charlotte on Instagram. And also we will have a whole Eat Black Charlotte uh week and festival coming up here in june it'll be in the first week of june and that uh entire week is going to be for uh restaurants to kind of kind of do what the traditional charlotte uh, restaurant week does and have these uh set menus and then also we're going to have a festival at the end of the week and that'll just be a good time for everybody to come enjoy um Try out some food trucks. We're going to have a couple of food trucks there, and that's going to be held at Unknown Brewing. So uh, tickets are available for that now. The event's free, and we also have uh, VIP for people who want to uh, chill on the rooftop of Unknown and get some 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 uh, special perks. So, yeah, that's, that's cool. coming soon. So where, where can you buy those tickets? Right now, if you go to the... Uh, Either the website, eatblackcot.com, or you can go on the Instagram and find the link. Uh, you can get those tickets. Um, and like I said, the event is actually free. But, you know, due to COVID, we want to kind of gauge how many people are coming and kind of keep that 
track uh, just in case we don't want a, a bad situation where it's just like over packed with people um, just for safety precautions. So trying to do our part there to make sure that we're not um, putting people yeah. in any danger. Yeah, totally made sense. So tell us, um, so you, you wanted, and we're having the same issue too, where uh, restaurants take your photos and just like repost them and don't give you credit. What yeah. what should we do about that? Yeah, I think I think the big thing with that uh, is education, um, because we can't really. It's hard to really stop somebody from just screenshotting your photo and taking it and doing whatever whatever with it. But um, for me, as a food photographer. Um, restaurants tend to want to use my photos and then I've seen my photos pop up off of social media. They'll be in magazines and articles and all type of stuff with no credit <laughs> or, or anything. <laughs> and so I, I it, it's tough to prevent, but, you know, usually if I see it, I'll usually send them a message saying, hey, uh, can you credit or can we work out something? You know, that type of deal, just because a lot of the restaurants, I guess, don't know or maybe they just don't care. But it it is it does kind of hurt the the person who did all that work, because you got to think if I'm doing a post, we went to the restaurant, which, you know, 15, 20 minutes. Then I shot in the restaurant, which so I spent another hour and a half, two hours there, drove back home, came home. For me, I sorted through all of those pictures, picked which ones were the best, and then spent another hour and a half or so editing the pictures, depending on how many there were, and then took those pictures and started putting together a post, which can take another 30 minutes for a caption, then hashtag research, and then uh, coming up with IG stories. And then after you're doing the post, engaging with people on the post which is another 30 minutes so you're looking at doing a post for me yeah. is seven or eight hours I don't know how long it, it takes like and right. just your editing of your pictures like and you taking all this time to like really make it a very beautiful photo right tad so tad, like... tad daily special how hard is it people <laughs> freaking tag them. right <laughs> It is, yeah, it is just like, geez, I've, I've already, you know, tried my best to promote your restaurant in the best light, and then you steal my pictures as a reward. So, <laughs> it's just like, come on. Don't be a pirate. Right. So. Yeah, we, we talk about all that all, all the time with other bloggers, too. It's like, what's the deal? Like, just, just put the little picture and tag us that's all you have to do yeah it's not that hard yeah and it's, if, if, it, you're gonna, it if you're gonna print it in a magazine you better pay like right right something in a magazine <laughs> that's what i was gonna say because a lot of times i won't even see it but uh my followers will send me the the post or the clip of the magazine or whatever they're like hey isn't this your picture <laughs> i'm like it surely is let me reach out to them and see yeah that's great. So what else like what else bothers you about Oh 
people yeah so i would say that's that's probably the big one um trying to think of what else i guess that restaurants not knowing how much time it takes because you know sometimes places will reach out and they'll say hey can you come in and they're in like uh concord or something and i'm in south charlotte hey come in can you do this post for you know a free uh drink or <laughs> or something <laughs> i'm just like that's gonna take me way too much time to drive way up there for <laughs> for a free soda so i mean i do appreciate while i do appreciate those you know offers it's just i don't think that a lot of times they understand how much time this stuff actually takes um because i think in a lot of people's minds you know we we just go to a restaurant take a picture with our phone post it and then <laughs> that's it but which is not the case at all i mean i wish it was that easy but it the amount of work that goes into what we do i don't think gets um appreciated enough yeah i don't think people understand like how much time like you're spending and we're spending like doing this and we do it because we love food and right. we love charlotte but like yeah like we can't just come in and like do stuff for free like you know we'll go support places but like right. if you want us to if you want us to like do for you like do legit food photography for your website i mean you're gonna have to pay for that right yeah and now i mean it got to the point that now i pretty much just have to either if somewhere wants to use my photos either they have to just pay me for them or don't use them uh, just to be fair to my actual photography clients, because, you know, the the people that actually hire me to come in and shoot photos are paying me for that service. So for another place to get content of the same yeah. quality for free isn't um, isn't right. And, you know, in my opinion, when places repost our photos, it actually hurts the actual blogger who originally created it, especially if the restaurant has more followers, just based on the um, algorithm of Instagram, because, you know, when they repost it, uh, say we're, we're using the same hashtag Charlotte food, their post of my picture is going to show up on that hashtag higher because if they have more followers than me, because, you know, their picture is going to have more likes. Yeah. So, and the thing is, honestly, nobody, really cares who took a picture when it comes to restaurants people see the picture on the feed and think oh this is great i'm gonna go to this restaurant i'm hungry and, right yeah yeah <laughs> they're like i'm i'm gonna go to this restaurant nobody actually scrolls down and says oh who took this picture so um in that regard it actually kind of hurts the the blogger when who's trying to grow their page um when restaurants uh take the pictures and repost them. So, you know, at first I was big on, you know, trying to get reposted and stuff, but now I actually prefer, if you want to see my content or my uh, pictures, uh, I want people to have to come to my page. So, and that's... Yeah, I like that. Kind of been working, yeah. Kind of been working a lot better. We'll just, we'll just take anything we can get right now. If anyone reposts us, it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're past that you're like nah 
it's my my page now. I respect that. We'll get there. <laughs> now nah, you guys are killing it. I mean, y'all have the actual actual uh, blog, which I love. Because uh, a lot of people, yeah, a lot of people send me or or will ask me um, to do a review, and I'm like, I'm not an actual food reviewer. I don't consider myself a food food reviewer at all. You know, there was that whole big thing. Okay. Uh, a couple of months back, yeah. Um, so <laughs> yeah, that's like, the thing is the people don't understand. It's like you, you can post, you can be a food Instagrammer and not be a reviewer, right? Like, and that's that's okay. Like you're, you're what you're trying to do is have people discover these restaurants, and you want exactly. them to try it. That's exactly. Sweet. Yeah, and for me, I couldn't, I couldn't be a food reviewer. Um, just because I wouldn't want to edit those photos. It takes me so long to edit photos. I'm not going to edit photos for a place I didn't like. So <laughs> that kind of <laughs> killed me being a <laughs> a food reviewer. And I wouldn't want to put a, a bad photo on my uh, on my actual Instagram page because I kind of use that as a portfolio for food photography. So, yeah, I tell people all the time, I'm not a I'm not a food critic. I'm not a food reviewer. I'm just a guy who likes food. So, <laughs> yeah. I think that's important for people to know too. And there's like, there's a wide variety of people on Instagram that like food that are in the food community. There's people like you that, and like we do more like high end reviews and there's other people who are posting, you know, more popular things. And there's, but it's good because there's a little bit of everything. Right. And, and like you find your couple people that you like because you, you like their same type of food and then you follow them and you go to places and find cool restaurants that you wouldn't have found otherwise i think that's a great thing that you're doing i mean you're posting stuff that other people aren't posting like you said and introducing charlotte to these places that they wouldn't go to and hopefully they'll start going to them more yeah that's always the goal and you know when i first started this account and kind of when i started taking it more serious it was when i saw okay there's nobody doing this that looks like me um which means there's probably a huge demographic of people on Instagram that don't follow any of the foodies just because they don't connect with them or they follow them and don't really, you know, engage or or pay them much attention. So um, that's kind of also how I started taking the page more serious um, because the demographic of people who who follow me will be completely different than who follow you guys or, you know, Allie or, or whoever, you know, cause I mean, honestly, we follow people who we see ourselves in. So yeah, for sure. Um, well, yeah. plus there's not a lot of guys like, right. Mostly women doing the Instagram. Yeah. So, like when I, we go I, to events, it's like exactly. me and you and, uh, Kenty. Right. <laughs> with other, I'm sure I'm missing a few other, guys too but yeah there's not a lot of us so it's good to like talk with the other bros <laughs> right yeah <laughs> yeah exactly like i don't i have nothing in common with these other people right, <laughs> other than yeah <laughs> yeah those those events are, are always funny because you can you definitely see people um go to their 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 respective bubbles yeah so. oh yeah sure we're bad. Like, I try and talk with everyone, but 
I don't keep up with like Yvonne's for keeping up with like everybody because I'm not on the Instagram as much. I'm more of the podcast and like I do more of the writing. So she she knows like way more of the people because she's always being like, hey, Charlotte, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I don't know who that is. Right. <laughs> but I I'll recognize like their face and stuff when I see them at an event. But I'm like, I don't know who that is. But yeah, it's cool. I, 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 I started like you. Go ahead. Sorry. Didn't want to interrupt. Oh, no, I was just going to say, yeah, I, I try to float as much as possible um, at the events, um, especially if there's new foodies there, you know, just to give them somebody to talk to um, and, and kind of show that it's not so segmented. Because um, I do remember when I first started that I didn't know no many people, so I would just be the guy in the corner, you know, chilling. <laughs> yeah, and it can be it can definitely be intimidating when you go to one of those events. And like you don't know anyone there, and everyone's talking, and you're like, right. um, the good thing is there's always food there, right? So you <laughs> <to> eat it. <laughs> so tell us some other places. Why don't you tell us some dishes that you like? Like, what are your fa- some of your favorite dishes in Charlotte? You told us some of your favorite places, but yeah. So give us your yeah. go-to like go-to spots all, that you're going to all the time that you and the stuff you like. All the time, yeah. Um, I get a lot of build your own bowls at Yafo. Um, yeah. if, I'm just, if I just want something that's uh, quick and easy, <laughs> uh, and the one in South Park is is right near me. Um, uh, I love. Honestly, I I don't go to too many pretentious uh, places, so I'm always just getting something quick, easy, um, affordable. I love Taipei South in uh. Pineville area. Um, they are one of the few Americanized Chinese places that I like here. Um, the sesame chicken there is, is very good. I make it spicy. So that's one of my favorite things. Uh, I love Mr. Tokyo just for the bang oh. for the book. Oh, yeah. I was taking yeah. Yvonne there like once a week and then she's like, nah, this is, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I love Mr. Tokyo too. We'll have to go there. Whenever you yeah. want to go to Miss Tokyo, you love yeah, to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm always down for Miss Tokyo. Um, Actually, the lunch isn't the lunch like it's like ten bucks or fifteen bucks all you can eat. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's like twelve bucks or something. It's, it's not bad at all for all you can eat. Yeah, and when you go there, you gotta you gotta go in with a plan. So you oh can't, yeah, you can't. Yeah, you gotta eat sushi first, um, and then once you get your fill of sushi, move on to the other items. First time I made the mistake of you know getting hibachi and the appetizers and, and all of that oh, stuff. Oh, God, no. Yeah, yeah, you right. gotta go. That's, like, the first time you go to, what's the Brazilian state place called? Chima? Oh, Chima, yep. Yeah, you gotta, like, they, they tempt you with that, with all the salads and stuff. Stay away. Right. <laughs> when, the, when the hot dog guy comes by, just say no. You right, just, yeah. You're, you're there for the prime cuts of meat. <laughs> yeah, that's facts. Um... <laughs> One of my other favorite bites would be the cabbage from Leah and Louise. And every time I say that, people are like, cabbage? I don't but know I'm like, no, go cabbage. That is my favorite thing at Leah and Louise is the cabbage. I don't know what he does. It has like some sort of uh, sauce on it. It The cabbage is amazing. That is oh. a memorable dish. And I've been I eating cabbage. I don't go to Leah and Louise too much. I, like, I, I should go, like, I could go there every day. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. So he used to. So when he used to be in Rock Hill, and he used to have the Yolk in yes. Rock Hill, which is like 
that's where my office is. So I would go there all the time. I miss him so much. I'm glad that he's where he is and doing amazing, but I miss him in Rock Hill. Yeah, yeah. I, I heard the, the one in Rock Hill was good. And then I, I believe he was in Airsley at, at Dawn and then yeah. now Uptown Yoke. And speaking of Uptown Yoke, um, the place did you did you guys ever try Jimmy Pearls? No. Yeah, so they were sharing the space with um, Uptown Yoke in the afternoons because you know Uptown Yoke was just yeah, breakfast. Yeah. So Jimmy Pearls was there um, in the in the evenings on weekends, and that fish sandwich was the best fish sandwich in Charlotte. I put so it up against those anybody. Those the chefs that were they were also at um, Loft and Cellar with him. One of them, uh, Oscar, I believe, was at Lofton Cellar. And then um, another one of the up-and-coming black chefs here, uh, Coop. Um, he, they're both from Virginia area. So uh, they brought their, their skills, you know, for seafood from there and implemented it. And you can tell that that's what they love to cook. Because uh, you can always tell when a chef is just making a dish because they think it'll be popular Versus a dish that they actually <laughs> like to eat, so you yeah. can you can uh, you can you can taste the the love and that that fish sandwich and all of their seafood. And they made a good Brunswick stew also. So what are they doing? Uh, where are they now? They uh, are working to get a new spot, I believe. They just finished uh, their their uh, time at the Uptown Yoke space, so. Um, yeah, I'm I'm definitely hoping they come back soon because I need that uh, fish sandwich. So, yeah, y'all can uh, definitely follow Jimmy Pearls on uh, Instagram to keep track of what they're doing. Yeah, basically just go to Daily Special, follow him, and he posts everything, and that's all you need to do. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, think I'm, I think I'm most excited about the What the Fries location opening. Yeah. He he's his stuff is so good. So he they come like to Fort Mill, so yeah, I would go over there. But you have to like you literally have to take a nap after you have their lunch. Oh yeah, so yeah. The first, <laughs> first time I ever had it, it was I was on lunch at work, and after that I was done for the day. I'm like I just need to go home. <laughs> so yeah, it's learn so that lesson. Though. Yeah, I'm really I'm really happy for them because they were like we actually had he cooked a dish Jamie Barnes at at like a dinner and his dish was so good it was better than like all the chefs other chefs and i was like who is this guy right he has a food truck and when you think of food trucks like not a negative connotation but you don't think you're gonna have like such a good chef on there and yep. he's so good um so yeah i'm really happy for them that they're getting their location when is that opening so i saw them on a live um a couple of days ago and they said potentially next week Oh, so soon. Like when this um, best this, case scenario this, next week. Monday, so. <laughs> yeah, this could be uh, tomorrow. It could be tomorrow. <laughs> right. <laughs> Expectation, uh, I guess, in a couple of weeks. Um, so yeah, looking forward to that. I'm sure I'll be spending uh, way too much money there, <laughs> and it's not good for my diet. But I love that place. Yeah, I just started um, doing. I just got a personal trainer, and this is not like super fancy it's twenty dollars for a 30 minute session and but he, he, we had like the intro and he's like what are your goals i like i'd like to lose a little weight and he's like well that's mostly diet i was like okay never mind right we'll focus on building muscle then <laughs> right yeah i need to do that since um 
hopefully we'll be back out soon. Everybody's trying to work off the uh, quarantine 15 or 20 or 30, yeah. how much ever <laughs> at this point. Uh, so, yeah. All right. So tell us the best thing you ate this week. Ooh. The best thing I ate this week, I actually cooked. And it's actually, I just put it on my cooking channel, uh, Black Guys Cook uh, on YouTube. But it was a okay, I'm going to post everything you said, all the AKAs. I'll post them all. On the, <laughs> yeah, like, I, I, I do a lot okay. of random things. I'm, I, I do a lot of random things. But, but yeah, it was, it was this shrimp <laughs> pasta that I saw on TikTok, actually. Uh, so TikTok has transitioned from just uh, kids dancing <laughs> to <laughs> all types of, of things now. There's legit, like recipes and stuff on there but yeah there was this tiktok pasta um and it's not the feta pasta that everybody's been making this one had red argentina shrimp uh which i had never used before and they they look like they're cooked when they come out of the uh bag i got them from trader joe's but they're they're uh look like cooked shrimp uh, but they're actually raw and it used uh, Geely pasta, which was also a new one for me, uh, which has curled tips, so it holds sauce really well. Um, so I was excited about trying that pasta. And uh, in there, the key ingredient is that Trader Joe's chili onion crunch. That stuff is oh. good. Oh, yeah. We, yeah. Yvonne is like the Trader Joe's queen now. She right. like, She's deep on the Trader Joe's Reddit thread. <laughs> that that chili onion crunch is, is good stuff and uh i also added a little bit of black garlic in there uh, made a cream sauce uh sun-dried tomatoes and tossed the uh, shrimp and the uh, pasta in that sauce um i'll be there was, in 10 minutes right so yeah 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 so i just um recorded that and uploaded that onto um onto the youtube channel <laughs> So that was the best thing I, I ate this week. I also, of course, got Yafo. So that's always <laughs> good. <laughs> a good option. I know Yafo. If if there was a Yafo closer to me, um, it would be super dangerous. Yeah. Um, Where's the closest one to you guys? Probably south, um, e- either south or east. Like it probably takes 20 minutes to get to the East Boulevard one. Same with south. I like going, um, I like the South Park one, because that's where uh, I ch- try to go where um, Chef Shy is, kind of like bumps okay. around, but now he's been at South Park recently. And they actually have a really good new chef, um, this kind of head of all the offos um, that's really good. I forgot her name. I got to get her on the pod. But she worked like in Spain and all these places. Super really? Fancy. Yeah. 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 Side note, I was supposed to go to Spain last year to eat but you know how that went i was going to do spain and italy <laughs> do a little tour i know it, it sucks we were going to go to japan <laughs> but hopefully this year i think in the summer i think in the next few once we once you can get the vaccine i'm hoping we'll be able to go you should definitely go spain is spain is the best italy is the best you'll have right. a great time there. My, my favorite meal ever was paris um two mm. years ago when i went it was in paris so i'm i'm definitely digging the european food scene i love paris like paris is just just has like a cool like vibe 
I don't right. know. It's just there's just no place. I can see why people fall in love with Paris. Yeah, Paris is one of the few places that after being there for two weeks, I wasn't ready to come back. Usually, you know, after after a while on vacation, like, okay, I'm ready to be home in Paris. I'm like, oh, no, there's more to see. There's more to eat. <laughs> I'm not quite ready. Well, I hope you get to go there to Spain and Italy. If you go to – I study abroad in Italy, so I'll give you some give you some pointers Oh yeah, when you go there. But this has been amazing. Thank you so much. So, okay, tell us the 17 places we need to follow you online. So, of course, uh, the main account is Daily Special COT on Instagram. And then um, I'm also part of the Eat Black COT team. Um, that festival will be coming this June. Um, also, Black Guys Cook on Instagram and YouTube. Uh, so I'm going to be dropping... A lot of recipes. I just started that. Um, Check out that shrimp pasta. That sounds good. The shrimp pasta. <laughs> yeah. I, I only have I have about four or five videos up now. I started it back in January. So I'm going to be dropping hopefully one recipe, one or two recipes per week uh, once we get that, that rolling well. Um, so, yeah, those are the best places to contact me. Um, I also do food photography. So um, I try to work with a lot of the restaurants. I know a lot of them are, you know, trying to brand themselves and, you know, get good photos out there. So um, that became a passion of mine, you know, that kind of speak, that kind of uh, sparked from, you know, doing the food block and making these restaurants look good. So I do offer those, that service. Um, yeah, that's pretty much me. That's awesome. Yeah. He seriously, like, I'm sure if you're listening to this, you already follow him, but he takes the best pictures. I mean, legit, he just explained that it takes him hours, like, his process, so you can tell that, like, that comes through on the photos. Not like our fucking shitty taking iPhone camera, edit it for 10 minutes, and post it on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you guys are good. You guys are good. We're more the eating. And then I, I'm then like, oh, crap. And that's the worst when Yvonne, like, she's like, we have to take a picture, and I'm like, I just want to eat it so bad. <laughs> but this has been amazing thank you so much and go um go check him out everywhere and everyone have a great week